What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mike Zuniga Films Podcast. If you're a filmmaker, content creator, or you're an artist and run your own business in the creative space, listen to this episode because I have with me my good friend, Kenny Dennis, who's an expert in the digital marketing field. And he shares tips and strategies on how you can start generating leads, building your email list, and acquiring clients for your business. With that being said, let's get right into the show. Yeah, thanks for being on. Yeah. So let's see what we what did we talk about last time? Uh, we basically talked about like your story. Yep. Um, so if any of you want to, you know, hear more about that, you can check the last podcast. 100%. But we're gonna be diving deep more on this episode. Um, let's see. What did you want to talk about? So, you know, one thing that I've been seeing is I know there's a lot of creatives who are super creative, whether they're videographers, whether they're photographers, whether they're, you know, people that are doing art, where the case may be. We live and breathe off of basically working with individuals because we're a service based business. Right. Mm -hmm. So for us to do that, we need to generate qualified leads of people who are actually interested in our services. So if I'm a videographer, how exactly do I generate a business who might be a mom and pop pizza shop? How do I get them interested in my services and really dig into exactly what that process will look like and how we can generate leads like that online so we can there in turn, you know, grow our business and do what we want to do and live the life that we want to live. Right, right. So do you have any, um, I guess, tips and tricks on how they can do that? Because a lot of the, I'm sure, you know, for those that are artists that create a business, yep. I mean, when, what I what I mean when I say artists, it's not necessarily like painting, right? right. There can be musicians, yep. uh, videographers, yep. um, those that are in like the creative space, like dance. Yep. But there are a lot of examples of people starting a business, hundred percent, doing what they love in that space, right. right? So, what are some ways that they can like? Build a client base. Okay, so I would say first step that I would say is establishing who your core customer is. So let's take an example of a videographer, right? So you need to understand who exactly you're serving. So if I'm serving lawyers or I'm serving um, music artists or if I'm serving, you know, mom and pop pizza shops, I think the first thing that you have to understand and focus on is exactly who you're serving Mm -hmm. because everything else will fall in line once you establish that. So once we figure out, for example, let's do the videographer. Mm -hmm. So for example, I'm looking at working with law firms, right? So now that I know I'm working with law firms, how can I generate qualified customers to want to work with me so I can do, you know, a, a video for them or where the case may be? Right. So the second step is understanding what is the value that you bring to these law firms if you're doing video. Nine times out of 10, we're not just doing video just to do video. Right. The business owner is going to look at, okay, well, how can you generate me more sales and more leads or whatever the case may be? So establishing exactly what is your core benefit to that target audience. Then the next thing that we do is we do this thing called where we create a lead magnet. And what a lead magnet is basically where we create something of value in exchange for that prospect's um, name, 
email and phone number. Mm -hmm. So if you run an Instagram and you're posting a lot of different content, right. you're not just posting content just to get people, you know, just to give people great content. You're posting content because you eventually want to generate more business, right? Exactly. So if we can create a lead magnet and an example of a lead magnet might be where you create an ebook mm. and an ebook might be five ways video can 10x your law firm's business. If you can create an ebook like that and you have a little download link right in your Instagram profile, if a person who's, you know, a lawyer comes across your profile and they end up downloading that, that's a super qualified lead. If they're going to download that information, you're able to call them, schedule an appointment, and hopefully, you know, uh, turn that lead into a client. Right. And it's really looking at how can we do that, not for one person, but how can we do that at scale? And you know, really establishing that and, and getting that refined and different things like that can really generate you a lot of leads and a lot of business. Yeah, that's true. So it has to be niche, right? It has to be niche. You have to know who your target client is, like you have a to. target customer, like who you want right. to um, basically in, in terms of like capturing email. Yeah, that, exactly. That's, that's basically the goal, right? 100%. So in that case, what you're talking about is your target is or, or law firms, sure. lawyers, yep. right? So that's why he created that list specifically for lawyers. Exactly. Um, and that can pertain to any other clients that Anything. you know you're focusing on, right? Hundred um, percent. Let's say, you know, uh, we'll we'll move past like videographers. Let's say you are um, trying to get an example of like another artist, mm -hmm. like like a musician, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you are great at playing the guitar sure for example yeah right um who who how would you capture leads in that case because like let's say you're you're teaching right okay that would be That's a great, great that would be example. a great way to to get leads okay. that way got it so if i was a guitar artist and my main business is i'm teaching people how to basically play the guitar and do whatever the case may be what i would basically do is I would create an ebook or I would create a three video series where learn how to play XYZ song for free and opt in and I'm going to teach you a short clip on how you can basically learn how to play this melody or this note. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it comes right back to the lead magnet where what you want to do is basically give something free of value first. Then on the back end, people are going to end up wanting to work with you because you've already proven your value. Right. So a great example could be the Costco model where you go to Costco and they give you free food and free edible things while you're walking around. Nine, out of, nine times out of 10, once you try that Costco little sample, you're going to be like, oh shit, ma, let me definitely grab that or let's put it in the basket and let's purchase it. Right. It's the exact same model. That is the essence of a league magnet. Mm -hmm. It's where you're giving something free. They're getting to try the value. They're getting to understand it. Mm -hmm. Then from there, they're going to convert into a client. So another example might be, let's say, um, Apple Music or Spotify. I'm a huge Apple Music fan. Right now, Apple Music's running a promotion where they're basically giving six months free of Apple Music. That's a lead uh, magnet. Like Netflix. Exactly. Netflix. Get one month free of Netflix. Mm -hmm. All these major companies use this model, but we don't even pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. If you have a great product and you're good at what you do, people will mag will magnetize towards it. You just need to give them a low barrier of entry to get involved and want to do something with you, right? Right. And that's kind of yeah. how the how the process works. 
That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another thing too that really helps is building like your brand. Huge. Before you kind of do that, right? Yes, 100%. Right? Because for what you do, um, you know, you work at uh, KDA, mm-hmm. right? Carla Dennis and Associates. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're in charge of the marketing, but she already, your mom already has a brand that she mm-hmm. created, right? Right. So that helps in assuring the person that wants to purchase that and when you're creating those lead magnets and things like that to capture clients. Right. Um, so I think it's very important as well at the same time to build your brand. Yeah, Would it's you huge. Agree? Yeah, yeah, it's huge. I mean, at the end of the day, you need people to trust you, right? Yeah. So if you can, you know, we go back to the example of Instagram or whether it's YouTube, whatever your medium is in which you, which is best suited to communicate with your customer, you need to build trust, build value mm-hmm. first before you can offer something for free right. for people to even want to trust you or even, you know, feel, you know, obligated to opt in to see what you have to do mm-hmm. or have to say. So you really want to spend that time just building up your brand and you have to almost be willing to go in the red. If this is something that you want to do for the rest of your life, what's a good two months or three months where you're just putting in work mm-hmm. just to build up your brand, build up your trust value, then you offer something and people are interested in it and they want to work with you, you right. know? So that's kind of the thing. And most people aren't willing to go into the red. They're like, no, I got to make money. I got to make money right now. But in the space of where you're, you're in a creative space, it's very competitive, you know? So you have to be willing to go into the red to build that value first. Then you're going to move and start, you know, building clients, different things like that. Right. And that also means to putting out, free content yeah. that helps other people hundred percent in that same space, right? hundred yeah. percent. You know, especially if you're a creative, you got to work with people for free. You know, you have to build your portfolio. It's not a business where you can come in with a physical product and physically sell something. Mm-hmm. It's not like an iPhone where I could physically say, hey, I have this, you know, best superior product. You're working based off talent. People mm-hmm. are looking at your talent point bank period. Either you have it or you don't. So the only way people will know if you're talented or not is if you actually produce and put out work. Right. But most people want to go into this business and be like, nah, man, like I got to get paid first, get paid first. You ain't got nothing to show up for. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to pay you when I have, you know, the other guy over here who has 200 plus videos who put into work two years prior and went broke for six months, but has the pedigree and has the work where I'm going to be like, yeah, like I'd rather work with this guy because he put in the work, put in the time. Right. And also, too, like going back to the guitar example, um, they can also create tutorials yeah. and other videos on their YouTube channel, sure. on their Instagram, just really simple, basic tips. It's, it's really surprising because you would think you would have to go really in depth and technical, but it can just be as simple as, you know, how to play, you know, like, you know, the C yeah, on, exactly. on the guitar. Or exactly. a C on the piano, or a D, or yep. a certain chord, yep. right? So it's just really simple. Like focus on the beginners. Yeah, exactly. I guess that would depend on like whether you want to focus on the beginners. But when building your brand, that helps. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, at the end of the day, I think people get into this mindset mindset of paralysis, and they forget that if you're trying to sell somebody, this is just anything in business. If you're trying to sell somebody on your services, whatever the case may be, you just need to know a little bit more than the person you're selling. That's it. Just a tad bit more. It can be 5%, 10% more. But if you have 5% more expertise than they do, then you're the expert, you know, and that's all you need, you know? So get into that mindset where I don't have to be 
you know, the King Kong of whatever I'm trying to do. I just need to know 5% more of whoever I'm selling to. And if I can do that, I can sell to them. Right. Exactly. You know? No, that, that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so since, you know, this is kind of focused around like the filmmaking foundation, like the foundation of filmmaking, right? Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of my audience are filmmakers, videographers, yeah. um, freelancers. So what would be one good step for them? Um, let's say to build their email list. Okay. Um, I would say on the client side, Okay. I think we already talked about that with like the, the lawyers, Yeah, yeah. but let's say they want to do it to where like they want to build an email list of other videographers. Okay. So right? other videographers, like those like beginner videographers that are in the same space. Got like, it. What would be one good way to go about that for them? Yeah. So one good way, it, it goes back to what I was talking about being 5% better than the people that you're selling to. So what I would do if I was a videographer that wanted to build an email list of videographers looking at in the future, I probably want to sell them or do courses or different things like that. I would create a simple ebook or I would create a simple video series where you're teaching them how to use a certain video tool that most people probably wouldn't know. It might be the gimbal, three ways to use the gimbal to better your you know, video production. That's something simple where if you have a novice videographer who's on your page and they see that three ways I can use the gimbal to, you know, better my video production, sure, it's free. Why wouldn't I opt into that? They get the videos, three videos, or maybe it's a one video series, but you're getting that name, email, and phone number of information. And like I said, it goes back to what can I provide to them that's of value? What do they care about? What do they struggle with? And that's always the crux of everything that we do. If you want to generate a lead, it does not matter if you're in the farming niche or whatever the, the you know, underwater basket weaving, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really just how can I provide value to this person mm -hmm. and how can I give it away for free? Right. And people opt in all day long, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So what's where, okay. So I'm sure most people for the most part don't, this is kind of new to them. Right. Yeah. You know, capturing leads yep. and, you know, where do they start? Like, how do they start doing that? Okay. So I would say that the first step would be you need to get a email system. So you need to look at either like a MailChimp or a um, active campaign. Those are two softwares that you can use just to start capturing leads, period. Um, I would say the next step is you need to figure out what exactly you want them to opt in for. So it's looking at your target market and seeing, okay, what is a small granular problem that most people in my niche have that I could do a simple book or a simple video or just a simple white paper. When I say white paper, it's like a one page document where you're explaining some type of instructions. So you go from getting an email, an email um, service provider where you can capture leads. You go to thinking about your market. Where do they have problems? What could I solve? Third step being, let me actually uh, build that out and solve that problem. Then from there, you create a simple website page, which you could do from Active Campaign if you have a software like that, where they're able to, you're able to tell them what you have to offer on that page. They're able to put their name, their email within that, um, that website page. And you just create that link, you throw it on your Instagram, Facebook, where the case may be. 
and you can easily start generating leads via that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think about, so that was good. That's, that's real simple. Yep. Um, do you have like any other tips on like what they can give out for free? Um, cause I know giveaways is good. Yeah. I like giveaways. giveaways I know are you, good. I know you do giveaways. Giveaways do. are, giveaways are a great way yeah. to generate people. Right. I, I, I also recommend though, if you're doing a giveaway, um, for what I found, it's, it's good to keep the giveaway in line with what you do. Yeah. Right. So like if you're a videographer, you know, give away something that's, you know, maybe like a memory card or, you know, something that has to do with videography that can apply and help your audience. A hundred percent. Right. hundred percent. So like if you're a guitarist, you can give away like a, a picks. Exactly. Like that. Or uh, strings. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That would be great. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, yeah. It, like, like it goes back to the, you know, the, everything that we've been talking about, how can you solve a problem for your, your, your customer demographic, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're able to give away a camera, or if you're able to give away, you know, something that has to do with videography, a gimbal, whatever the case may be, don't go out and start giving away iPhones and stuff like that. Who's that going to attract? It's just going to attract random right. people, you know? So it goes back to who am I serving and what would they care about if I'm trying to attract that person? And I think giveaways are a really good way to um, get people interested, get your engagement up, then as well, you know, generate those leads that are going to go into your email database. You can obviously market to them and turn them into business. Right. And you can even do, like when you're trying to figure out, you know, what you should do and like what the, I guess, what your um, followers want or yeah. need, yeah, yeah. you can do polls, right? 100%. You, you can do polls on Instagram. Yeah. You can do polls on Facebook, yeah. things like that. So that that way you can see what a majority are looking for yeah, and then just put it out there yeah. as a free gift for them. That's a great point that you brought up. You know, some people don't want to, they alienate themselves and they think that they, they know what their market wants. The easiest way to, to know what your market wants is, you know, go, go to the horse's mouth. Mm -hmm. Ask people what they want. What do you guys care about? A great way would be as a videographer, what do you struggle with? And you do one of those little comment boxes and they let you know. And if you get like five or six comments about the same thing, boom, I got a lead magnet. I can easily create a little video or a quick little white paper and turn that into something where people are going to opt in all day long, you know, and it's just asking your market. A lot of it's, a lot of it, you know, we overcomplicate things, but a lot of it's just extremely simple. You know, as, as we were kids, if we were hungry, we'd ask your mom, Hey, can you make me food? Ask people what you want. And they'll, nine times out of 10, they'll give it to you. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the simple things. Like you, 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 you tend to forget like, okay, I need to do this and you do this. I have to, I have to be complicated. It's not, but it's not, it's not complicated yeah. at all. Yeah. I think when you start off in business, you want to make it to be this grandiose thing. And you see these Casey Neistats and all these cats who are doing amazing things and oh, it had to be complicated to get there. No, I don't, it's not complicated. We have to get rid of that mindset or this thing could be extremely simple create content that people like point blank period. Mm -hmm. If you can exactly. do that, you can be successful. Right. And also too, if you're, if you're, you know, thinking too much, then like you said, paralysis by analysis, yeah. you don't end up doing anything. Nothing. It's, it's about testing too, right? Yeah, exactly. It's about testing too. And like you said, paralysis of analysis, man, I've seen so many entrepreneurs 
who get stuck with that where, oh, I can't put this out or I can't put this video out or I can't put this photo out because it's just not the way I want it to be. It's just not the way I want it to, to, to look like or I can't put this music out. It's not the way I want it to look like. Dude, it's never going to be the way you want it to look mm-hmm. like. You think when Drake puts out a track, it's the exact way he wants it to look like? Right. Times out of times out of 10, it's probably not. But you got to keep shooting your shot. And as time goes, you start getting more infrastructure where you can make something the way that you want it to look like. But 90% of the time, it's not going to be exactly what you, exactly what you want it to be. Just let it rip. Right. You know, just let it rip and have that mindset. Let it rip. I was listening. I forgot who said this, but they were saying like when you're doing something, um, like let's say work, for example, yeah. um, as long as you hit around like 75%, right yeah of like the quality of work yeah like let's say you're creating content Mm -hmm. and you're and you on your youtube channel as long as the quality of content hits like 75 percent 100 percent you're done put it it. out there rather than trying to make it like an a plus 100 percent you're going to be wasting time but at the same time if you keep putting out those you know 75 percent those are good enough right you won't be able to see a trend on like yeah. what hits, what doesn't hit. Right. You know, so it's it's about putting out at least the best quality content you can at that point, you know, with the time being, and then you're able to make tweaks from there. Yeah, it, right? it, exactly. I mean, you just got to keep shooting your shot. You know, if I don't make it the first time, maybe I move over to the left a little bit. Then I try that. Or may I move over to the right a little bit. May I arc my shot a little bit differently. Right. You know, a lot of people talk about, damn, dude, like that person wasn't as talented. How did they become so famous? Dude, these people just shoot their shots. And all it takes is one song. All it takes is one piece of content. All it takes is one client. And just keep shooting. Right. You know, that's all it takes. Right. Because like, for example, um, who was it? Uh, You know, Lil Nas X. Yeah. I saw this one video of how he produced content way before even this him, like, you know, blowing up and and everything like that. But he kept producing content, content, content until all of a sudden one of his songs hit but he produced that song like way back when yeah and it just so happened to hit at that time exactly you know it's like you never know you never know you just got to keep going and stop being this paralysis of analysis if you have that mindset and that's just what you're you're you know you're encompassing at the moment you're not going to make it and that's a hard fact oh yeah you know and that's hard to hear but you just got to put stuff out Mm-hmm. And stop being so, you know, like ah, apprehensive and anxiety. I like, do put it out, man. Right. They like it. They don't like it. They love this. Let me start doing more of this and just keep it rolling. Exactly. That's it. I'm just going to check, uh, check the live. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick. See if anyone sent any questions. Um, no, people just joined, but I don't think they, no questions yet. Um, let's see. What's another thing we can talk about in terms of like, marketing um that you feel would be helpful um i would say um i would say marketing is one thing i would say mindset over anything is extremely important Mm, yeah elaborate yeah I, i would say that just on that fact of you know analysis of paralysis i would say that i used to deal with that when i was 21 22 and i was first starting my business in college 
which was a media company, the Raken business, mm-hmm. and um, really just being super apprehensive to wanting to put myself out there and wanting to, you know, showcase my talent because I'm like, okay, what do, what do people think about this or what about that or what about this, yada, yada, yada. And especially for creatives, you know, your artwork is everything. You're attached to it. It's emotional, you know. It's not just a piece of paper to you. You know, and really, really digging into that and almost detaching yourself from it and just being willing to put stuff out. You know, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of creative people struggle with that. You know, and just being able to push content and let it rip, man. You know, and I keep saying that, let it rip. Hashtag let it rip. You know? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's 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 it, it's a struggle for people. Right. You know? When you were trying to figure out what business you wanted to do earlier on, you know, how, how did you navigate that? I just looked at what did I like? You know, I know that one thing for me, I love fashion back in the day and I was super into it. I never thought it could actually be a business. And so I really started looking into it and I saw that you had massive retailers like Karma Loop or different things like that. And, um, I just said, yeah, like I wanted to choose something that I love to do and I want to turn it into a business and obviously profit and get paid. So it was, a, it was, you know, twofold. What do I love to do and can I get paid for it? And nine times out of 10, if you love something, you can get paid for it. It's just being willing to go that extra mile and figure out how people are being compensated for it mm-hmm. and figuring out how you can do the exact same thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, when you were running your business, um, what... What challenges did you face? I mean, I, I think we talked about this later on, but do you remember like anything in particular? Like, how did you shift from running Raken into running marketing? Um, it was, you know, it really came out of a need. I was running the Raken business and, you know, we were doing well, but I needed more capital for that business. It's just a capital intensive capital, business. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. it was capital. And out of a need, once I started going through that business, I understood that, damn, I'm pretty goddamn good at this marketing stuff. Like I grew the audience to whatever it was and I was killing it on it. And people just asked me, yo, can you help me out or ask me questions? Can you do my marketing? Whatever the case may be. I said, why not? I might as well get compensated for this stuff. I need the cash flow anyways. And I just started rolling into marketing, doing marketing for different people and ended up starting my own agency and um, started doing marketing for um, different clients and different niches. And I ended up doing uh, marketing for Damon John. We actually did um, a campaign um, for one of his companies off Shark Tank. And that was like a really big moment for me. I'm like, fuck, dude, like I could really do this. I got it, you know? And um, it was just parlaying it off of a need. I needed cash. What skill set did I have? Mm-hmm. You know? And that's kind of how it kind of came to fruition and kind of how it happened. Right. And that's what I meant. The, the, challenges and a lot of the challenges i think for majority of entrepreneurs that are starting yeah. is capital yeah right if, if you don't have capital it's really hard to do what you really want to do right yeah. so some people say i need to raise capital others say i don't need to raise capital i can find different ways to get it yeah um for you what what do you think one good way i think for more so specifically for like artists in that space, how could they go about and get capital? Um, I would say that, you know, you need to find something that 
it might be a hidden talent that you're really good at and you don't think that you can get compensated for it. I think really taking an internal look and having self-awareness of yourself and seeing what could I possibly do or what could I create? Maybe I'm really good at websites, but I really want to do music. How could I create websites for people and get paid a thousand dollars a website and I can stack five G's and put that towards the music side of the business? Or, you know, maybe I'm really good at, again, to the music side, maybe I'm good at really, really good at music, but I'm extremely good at songwriting. How could I songwrite for other people in the meantime and get compensated? Then I could parlay that to the music. You know, there's always this, like, if I'm good at this, I must be good at something else. Nine times out of 10, there's, there's something there. And you have to look critically, you know, internally to see what that other thing is. And it's weird how it happens, you know, as a creative, you know, um, when you're trying to push yourself forward, like within the music, it's tough to get paid in music. Dude. It just, it is what it is. But there's always some off skill set that you have that will generate cash now. You know, and it's looking to see what that talent is where I could generate cash immediately. Right. And it doesn't have to be necessarily something that it's like you're passionate about. No, it doesn't. Right. But you still have that skill set. It's still along the same lines of like kind of like what you do. Right. Um, let's say you are a graphic designer. Right. And if you're that's not like your goal. Maybe like your goal is to be something like in the in like the artist space. Right. Like where you're designing um like let's say cartoons for example yeah yeah. but you're good at creating designs with a computer right you can still use those talents and find clients that or find people or friends that need help in that sense yeah 100 percent. you know i mean a lot of people you know want to put the feelings in a business business is not about feelings I, i love what i do and i'm always gonna love what i do but at the end of the day I have to get from point A to point B. And a lot of times I'm not going to like what I have to do, but I have to push forward and get to where I need to get to. It's like being a professional athlete. I'm sure a lot of professional athletes love to work out. Probably 80% of them don't like to work out, Mm -hmm. but I got to push through that pain to get to the point in which I want to go to. So you might not like what you have to do to get that cash flow, but if that's something that you need to do to get from point A to point B, do it, take your feelings out of it. You know, in the moment that you take your feelings out of it and really just say, dude, this is what I got to do. Mm-hmm. That's when stuff starts to happen. Right. It's, you know? it's kind of like an engine, right? Like, yeah. like getting that cash flow, um, you know, doing what you are skilled at will enable you to really put it into what you're passionate about. 100%. That's what you were saying earlier. Yeah, on. 100%. And I think that's a lot of things. Uh, that's one thing that a lot of people get confused. Yeah. You know, they think like, okay, I'm going to do what I'm passionate about. I have to find clients and that's how I'm going to get paid right up front. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like reverse Mm -hmm. in a way. Like you're still doing, you're still using your skill set of what you're doing, but for something else where you can get paid right away. Yeah. hundred percent. Cash is king. Yeah. And I think for like videographers, for example, you know, what I noticed is it's, they're, they're doing like one thing and they just want to do one thing right away. Um, like let's say they're passion projects, for example, and they think like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get clients right away. That's not always the case. You know, you're going to have to test different areas first. And let's say you start filming weddings and you get paid through that. Cause that's a pretty easy way to get into that field. Yeah. Or you're going to do that. You're going to, you know, do like a commercial for like a local business. Right. And then you're going to test those out. 
but you're getting paid right away. Exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. I mean, it's like you said, if you're a videographer and you want to shoot music videos for, you know, Chris Brown or Taylor Swift, where the case may be, that's eventually where you want to be. Right. So in the meantime, what's instant cash flow that I could do? Maybe I got to shoot videos for real estate people. I got to shoot videos for law firms. Maybe it's not as sexy, but it pays. They're paying you $3,000 for a shoot. You do, you know, four or five of those, you know, that's 12 racks. You put 12 racks in your pocket, you're in a position where, you know, I could really start going after, you know, some of these music videos or different things like that. I have some cash to sit on, you know, so it's not always going to be glamorous, man. And just, and get out of this mode where it has to be glamorous. This business is gritty, mm-hmm. you know, you got to have grit and being willing to go through the fire to get to where you want to go. Right. You know? Right. And I, and I like what you said when, you know, being too emotionally attached to the business can't aspect. Be emotionally attached you to can't it, be. You have no. to you have to have a level head and think logically. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Strategically. Yeah, 100%. You know, with your business, right? Yeah, you have to, man. You gotta take your emotion out of it. I'm emotional about what I, I, I love to do, but I have to, you know, reframe myself and teeter and make sure I'm not teetering that line. Like this is business and I have to do what I gotta do. You know, and creatives sometimes struggle with that because they are passionate about it. There's a lot of feeling, a lot of emotion, you know, but you got to separate that to get to where you want to go. Exactly. That's you know? so true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we covered everything that we needed to cover because yeah. we, we really wanted to be like more hyper focused on yep. how they can, you know, generate leads yep. and, you know, build an email list, which is very important. Super important. That's basically your business. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to just like hit like the surface of that because, yeah. You know, for majority of people, this is pretty new. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But I think you provided some really good, tangible, uh, you know, tips that people can do right away yep. and put into action right away. Hundred um, percent. Is there anything else that you would, you know, think would be helpful for um, beginners? I, I would. In- I would say, you know, the the main thing is just focus on what your customer's problem is, and always come from a perspective of reciprocity be willing to give to people and people will always be willing to give back to you. And that's the essence of marketing. That's the essence of business. And we sometimes overcomplicate things at the, at the true crux of business is reciprocity. Apple music is going to give you six months free because they don't know that you're going to convert and become a paying customer. Always have that mindset in anything that you go into or anything that you do, you'll be successful. Perfect. My man. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome, bro. That's Thank you again for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you found this information to be helpful, please share this with someone that you know will benefit from it. Also, if you're planning on purchasing your next piece of video gear and want to save time doing so, I created my video gear buyer's guide that you can download for free. The link is in the description. So thank you again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.